0: This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. Keep your
1: smile. Oh, what the
0: XFL is cooking.
1: It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined.
0: This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football
1: fans. This is January 7th, 2020. This is the day the rules were released, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And
2: I'm Bryant.
1: Today we learned how the XFL plans to reimagine the game with the introduction of the league's unique rule changes. This is a special instant rules reaction mini sewed is we are just four and a half weeks until kickoff and the rules are out Jake do you have your English accent ready uh can you give me uh, at least another week perhaps I, I'll give no. you another I'll give you a, until the complete rule book you, is available uh... for you to read okay what, you guys know what, how what, I, I am with stupid...
3: accents and they're not well <laughs> I'm leaving. Literally the only reason I was, oh, you're here. not leaving.
1: You're not leaving because I could honestly tell you, this is, I, this is the most excited I've been uh, on the road to 2020 on the road to kickoff 2020 uh, because the rules, I, I'm just reading them just and, and envisioning what they're all going to look like. We're going to get into the major rule changes that the league highlighted today. And a couple others, we're not going to go full into detail on every single thing that was talked about today and presented by the league. It was a big day for the league, but we are going to talk about the main things this weekend. We'll get into the dirty details, Vince, but for now, we need to discuss, give our instant reaction. Maybe thinking a little emotionally here, maybe maybe a, a little too uh, off the cuff, but I know that's the way you like it, especially on a big day like this yeah this is what
4: we have been waiting for you know especially this is exactly what I've been waiting for this this time here uh since uh the league was first announced and now we here we are four and a half weeks away we finally know the rules uh we've been talking about it you know some people ask you you know what's this xFL all about and now you could tell them you know that the game has been reimagined they got these rules that are hopefully going to make it for the better that's what i believe and all you got to do is just go to www.xfl.com slash rules and it lists them all out and we're going to talk about some of them here today I, i'm just so excited about
1: this. i love that web page it is it is beautiful to see that rules page oh, great. on xfl.com and yes, we're going to we're going to be discussing a lot of stuff on that web page today. Bryant, we've got an entire month now to sink our teeth into these rules, try to understand them, get ready for them. And, and like Vince brought up, explain them to friends we talk to uh, at the bars, on the streets, in the airplanes. I know you're traveling a ton. You you need to grab everybody you run into at the airport and start explaining these rules to them. It, it really is something that I think
2: how do you how do you put into words something that is already in words? I guess you're gonna have to figure out a way to explain these rules to people who maybe are wondering why these changes are happening. I guess that's the approach you have to take, right? Because rules are clearly written, clearly stated on the on XFL.com. Gotta love though how they put
1: on there though the explanation of why they did give reasoning why for the, each rule. Not, yes. And and I love how
4: it tells you what, you know, the NFL rule is. So the college rule is, uh, you know, to keep people up to date. Uh, I I think this 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 web web
1: page is is laid out so perfectly. It's my home page currently. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that would be something Jake would be doing. But Vince has saved it. Definitely. Everybody should bookmark it. I don't care what browser you use bookmark XFL.com slash rules and uh yeah let's let, let's get into this today with our instant reactions jake has been salivating and uh i, I know you've prepped a lot for this one uh jake throughout the day reading that web page webpage up and down but before we get into everything announced today uh, i do want to take a moment to to tell everyone uh something special as in addition to the rules uh this weekend we will have episode 104. The rules came out today. This league is happening. This is a real thing on February 8th in just a month. And we started covering it all the moment Vince McMahon announced that the XFL would be reimagining the game of football. And now, here on January 7th, 2020, we are thrilled to announce something that was pretty hard to imagine 104 weeks ago. Uh, This is not just the XFL show anymore. This is an official XFL podcast. That's right. We are partnering up with the league as the first official XFL podcast. And we're going to be here each and every single week, just the same as we've been since early 2018, but now in an official capacity. So in addition to getting... Your official rules today. The league's also giving you an official podcast to boot. You could find us not only on our normal feed on any podcast app, but now we're also going to be on all the league's platforms YouTube, XFL.com, all socials. You could find us there as well. So we're going to be there in an official capacity each and every single week, covering the XFL. Still a show for fans, by fans. Ask us questions. Keep hitting us up at XFL show at XFL 2020. Keep sending in your content pictures, videos. We're going to share our love for football with the world in an official capacity now, because as we've said all along, Vince, remember they are listening and we're proof that they have been as an official XFL podcast. The first official xfl podcast this is the xfl show so we are super pumped to announce that today uh what what a ride it's been and here we are on the rules release day we get to make that announcement no less brian pretty special
2: it's very special it's something that i think it's fair to say that we didn't imagine could happen so long ago but now uh with the access the league has given us with the with the unprecedented access i will say uh it, it, it's great to be a part of something special, and and we're gonna be well, we're, we're gonna be along for the ride anyway. But now to be in this capacity uh, with the league working side by side to hope to hopefully bring everyone uh, even better content than what we've been trying to provide over the last you know oh. twenty months or so. Oh, if, you so think, I'm, I'm if you
1: think right. the access has been good so far, Brian, just wait now. Now we're gonna we're <laughs> well, gonna. That's get what, what
2: the- I'm saying, right? This show's only gonna get better, and, and yes. that's the hope, right? That the league wants. Good uh, fans like us to give other fans uh, access that they've never had before. And, and, and it starts with us, but it's,
1: it's going to continue with everyone that's listening today and, yep. and going forward. So find us uh, you know, in all the same places uh, on your favorite podcast app, but also go to XFL.com. Check out the podcast section. Go on XFL's YouTube channel. We're going to be everywhere. Any platform the league has, we're there. And uh, we are super excited and thrilled. Uh, that they've brought us on now as an official part of the family, super hyped on this big day for the XFL. The rules are out, Jake. Dean Blandino, Oliver Luck were all over the place doing interviews. They had a big conference call today. Dean Blandino did an AMA on Reddit that I read, and it was very, very enlightening. And let's start with the officials, though, Jake. They're using D1 officials, Division I college football officials who have worked in the NFL development program for officials and there's going to be eight officials on the, on the field plus that ball spotter that we've heard about what do you think of the the people they're going to be using to enforce the law on the football field
3: well you're going to have a lot of guy out there and uh most importantly the ball spotter's job is solely to spot the ball you know he's i, I guess he's not even going to have any flags uh, nope. in his pocket nope. right no no reason to do that if no you know laundry. that's that's going to be the responsibility of the other eight individuals out there. Like you said, using D one guys, you know, not getting these guys off the, uh, uh, off the pony league or the little league fields out there. So they know what they're doing. And uh, you know, it's, it is going to be a big adjustment for them, but I'm sure they've been, uh, you know, looking at these rules. I'm sure they didn't just figure about, figure out them uh, today or, were brought to their attention so i think they're going to be prepared also it's just going to be up to the coaching staffs to prepare their men for kickoff weekend
1: vince dean blandino oliver lux seem pretty confident that the eight officials are going to be able to handle the speed of the game 25 second play clock what do you think of that it's a fast-paced game these are these are basically professionals these are guys who do this at a high level coming into the xfl are you confident the game won't be too fast for these people to call. That's going to be
4: interesting to see. Uh, you know, I, you know, uh, these college officials, you know, they do have other jobs. Uh, that's that's something to, to point out. It's not like these guys are full time referees, fifty two weeks a year. Uh, but I do think it's good that you know this will kind of be you know uh, about you know, a month after the college season ends. So these guys should still be in pretty good shape, should still be uh, pretty sharp uh, on their skills here. And it, it's going to be very interesting. I'm sure that they're working down at the, uh, at the uh, training camp down in Houston. And they're, I think they'll be ready for it. They're going to have to have some good cardio. There's no <laughs> doubt about that, especially that ball spotter. D- during
2: the uh, the the conference call, Gene Blandino was asked about the, um, The cardio uh, capacity of the officials with how fast this game's gonna move, Uh, he laughed it off as as something that uh, it'll be okay, and I think that's fine. The more I worry about the officials is is just a simple fact of the little changes of rules, right? They want to make sure they get those right. Uh, I I worry more about that than I do about the the cardio, I guess you could say. Well,
4: well, I mean, you could at least for the ball spotter, you know, if that if that's your your only job, you know, you could sub people in and out to. doing that i suppose (laughs) Uh, why why not Uh, you you could do that um and and the other officials obviously got to keep that consistent throughout the game um but uh yeah that ball spotter
1: he's gonna be the guy that's gonna be running the most yeah it's gonna be like watching one of those young youngsters in the u.s open running and fetching tennis balls the tennis ball
4: he's gonna have to have like a like a, a big fanny pack or something with like an extra ball <laughs>
1: in it, right, ready to put down. Yeah, if, big uh, umpire, but just with big Wait, fanny packs. Where <laughs> yeah. do you get these fanny packs that fit footballs? And if if you know, tell me, because I definitely want to pick one up. It's, it's, it's called reimagining game. the game of fanny packs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's just putting a backpack on your crotch. I don't know. Um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The good thing you see some <laughs> kangaroo guy <coming> there. <laughs> the good thing here is that you got the video official though Bryant. which I think safe to say we all loved about the AAF was the the video official at least the camera on them and knowing that the knowing they're up there it' just it's comforting it, it, it makes you feel like don't worry there's an eye in the sky who's gonna make things all better in case there's something bad that happens.
3: Mm,
2: uh, yes and no. I, I've always been the one that's not been a big fan of this video official just because of of what they what their powers are or are not. But uh, for our egregious calls, I guess it makes sense to have this this official here. But it is nice. It's going to be a nice perspective to have. I, I did like the camera angles that we would get on the on the video official that was upstairs, yes. uh, making calls and things like that. So that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and we'll dive deeper into the video official on the big show this weekend. But Dean Blandino and Oliver Luck did mention that the league's looking into how TV will interact with that that video r- replay booth. Uh, you might be, we might be able to listen in, or they the broadcasters might interview someone in the replay booth, which could be really cool. They said it's going to be very different, which I'm excited for. Uh, also, Dean Blandino did mention that the full rule book, Jake, uh, if you want the PDF version. Or whatever version they're going to put it out in, the entire thing's going to be out in a couple of weeks, according to the head of, the, of officiating of the XFL Dean Blandino. So today wasn't the full rule book coming out. it was, you know, the big rules that they want everybody to be aware about, aware of, but the rule book itself, Jake, which I know you're going to mount next to some of those classic action figures of yours on your mantle yeah i i you know I,
3: rumor and innuendo says they're uh you know they're still searching for the right cattle to use for the proper leather uh to bind this book so it's going to take a couple more weeks
1: <laughs> i think i think it's going to be digital actually jake but maybe oh. we'll see uh we're going to talk uh, about the the five uh big rules that the league highlighted on on that website vince was referencing earlier his homepage, xfl.com slash rules in just a moment but, but real quick uh, Vince, you're the one that brought it to all of our attention while we were, you know, I was prepping this show, and you, you sent me this link to the, to XFL.com, and I couldn't believe what I read, but breaking today, we got to kind of take a, a, a step back here, because in Houston, training camp's going on, and there's some big news, Dallas Renegades quarterback Landry Jones left knee injury during practice on Monday, and According to head coach, Bob Stoops out four to six weeks, which means he's going to be out probably for the early portion of the season.
4: Yeah, not, not a, not a good situation for the renegades, um, especially this close to, to the season starting. I know you're saying four to six weeks, hopefully to have him for the opener, uh, but that's all training camp. These are valuable, extremely valuable practices. Probably the most valuable practices uh, that will ever take place in this league. And, and Landry Jones won't be a part of it. Uh, I, I think that is huge. This is a huge blow uh, for the Renegades. Uh, we hate to speculate about, about the, you know, exactly what this injury is and how serious it is, Alan. Uh, but hopefully, uh, Land- Landry comes back uh, strong for Week One.
1: Yeah, that's the first player sign of the XFL. Devastating, not only for the Dallas Renegades, but upsetting, I think, for the league. You're, we, everybody's really looking forward to seeing Landry Jones take the field for Bob Stoops in Dallas. So this is what the XFL is all about, though opportunity. So Philip Nelson, the former East Carolina quarterback, will step up and we'll see uh, what he does. And also interesting to think about is who they replace Landry Jones with if they need to get another quarterback on the roster uh, come kickoff in a month. So... Uh, that's what training camp gives you. Uh, it gives you not only camp battles and jockeying for starting positions, but unfortunately as well, Bryant injuries. And I don't, I mean, I'm hoping not, but I would probably bet that we'll see some others, uh, over the course of the next few weeks. Hopefully none as bad as that.
2: Well, that's always the hope, right? Never to see uh, any player go down. Uh, but it is a part of the game. It is why the XFL, uh, drafted so many players and it's why NFL teams have so many players in reserve and whatnot. So unfortunately it does happen. It's part of the game. Uh, so hopefully Landry Jones can get back. There is some hope, I know some optimism, optimism from coach Stoops that he would get, uh, be ready by the beginning of the season, but it, it is looking towards uh, week one or two.
1: Yep. We will uh, of course be monitoring Landry Jones now closely to see his status. Cause that could be huge. Dallas at home too. I'm sure a lot of people in Dallas were, excited to see him take the field in week 1 but uh, such is life in the game of football and uh, we will keep you updated here each and every week throughout training camp next couple of weeks and monitor uh, what's going on with injuries on uh, across every team hopefully none other uh, no other team experiences that though okay Jake I know back to the rules the highlighted rules there were 5 of them that were really emphasized by the league on the, on the webpage for the rules with accompanying videos. We're going to play each of those here. They're short and then dive into them and give our instant reactions and, and have a quick discussion about, about the five main rules uh, rule changes. And then we'll uh, talk about some other things of note on this big rules day for the XFL, but let's get into the first one here of the highlighted rules. And that is the kickoff in the XFL, which the league we've talked about is really emphasizing and a lot of rules regarding the kicking game being changed. And uh, if you look, Vince, I would say on your your homepage there, xfl slash rules, uh, the kickoff section looks to see, looks to have the most bullet points under it. A lot of dif- differences compared to the, the the game as it is in the NFL and college game now.
4: Yeah, this is this is drastically different. I can't wait to get your guys' opinion on it. Uh, you you got. The, the coverage team is going to be uh, only five yards away starting from, yes. from the return team. Limited
1: impact.
4: Uh, it, it's limited impact, but it could have a huge impact on the game. If you know what I'm talking about here, yep. because uh, you, you know, there's going to be a time uh, once that uh, ball was received, then the, uh, the teams will be able to kind of, you know, run after each other essentially. And, The fact that they're starting so close together and in in a way that the coverage team's starting, I would say, fairly close to the returning player, uh, this could open up some huge returns, I think. I mean, Alan uh and and brian you've you've played special teams before uh, and you were usually the guys kind of lagging behind no
1: i just uh, ran out of of bounds so i wouldn't get hurt that's what i would do Uh, i'd uh, pretend uh, to get blocked (laughs) yes
4: you know you got you know pretend to get (laughs) we'll see you know you got you got your gunners on the outside you got those guys that are coming down the fly and you got your wedge busters in the middle uh and you got other people who are you know, kind of further down the field, kind of like a second line of defense here. You got everybody set up right there. I mean, unless you're you're repositioning yourself, if you break one tackle
1: there get through that first line, you're gone. We could see some beasts on the kickoff, but I know Jake wants us to keep some order here. So before we dive any deeper into it and get his thoughts on it, let's let head of officiating Dean Blandino explain exactly what's going on. This is the XFL kickoff.
0: This is the XFL Kickoff. This is about creating more opportunities for big players. To eliminate high-speed collisions, we're shortening the distance between opposing players. The coverage team starts on the opponent's 35-yard line, and the return team starts on their own 30. When the ball is first kicked, only the kicker and receiver can move. But once it's caught or is on the ground for three seconds, All players are free to run, block, and tackle. We're giving players and coaches the chance to create kickoff excitement. This is for the love of football. This is the XFL. All
1: right, Jake, you've been silent since we started kickoff talk. What do you think?
3: Well, I mean, the criteria that at least all these rules that got video for, you know, is going to be like they've been saying, for over a year now, less stall, more ball. And, and this rule here, it definitely gives you more ball. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys feel like me ever since the NFL changed their kickoff rules. I, don't, I never wanted to get rid of the kickoff, but so many times, you know, it just goes out of the end zone or, or they just take a knee. So this is going to give us returns, finally. Uh, you know, that's something that I was thinking about. Like Vince was saying, it doesn't seem like there's going to be as many uh, layers of defenders that you're going to have to get through since everybody's starting on one horizontal plane. Of course, that's going to have to be uh, up to the, to the coaches and the players to decide. I mean, perhaps you want to drop a couple guys back once you're able to move. It, it sounds, you know, saying it out loud, it sounds ridiculous going backwards whenever you should be going forwards to uh, try to tackle somebody. But you're, you know, you're putting more obstacles in their way, I think, if you do that.
2: Vince, you've always talked about the importance of, 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 you know, your position, right, and what you need to do. Kickoff, it's always about lane control, right? You manage your lane. And in this instance, you have to manage your lane more than anything in in this instance of a kickoff. uh, Just because if you don't, there's not much room. There's nobody behind you. Everybody's kind of on the same playing field. There's no slow runners. There's no backup runners like Jake was saying. Maybe people do have to back up as as a safety net. Uh, But there's some different – some 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 things that I'm very interested to see how how coaches how the kicker approaches this are they going to kick it to a certain side every time uh, are they going to kick it down the middle is that the best option uh, I'm also very intrigued at the, the the target right the 20 yard target the, the kicker has to hit it between the 20 and the goal line
1: yeah it has to be between the 20 yard line and the end zone otherwise you're going to you're going to be experiencing some penalties and that ball's going to go to the 45 yard line if it falls short of the 20-yard line, they're going to call it a legal procedure. So it goes to the 45. And uh, the same deal with uh, the end zone. Um, if it's downed in, as a touchback in the end zone, though, then it's going to go to the 35 instead of the 45. But, I mean, that's, that, that's going to be a different kind of kicker. You're, you know, you're not going to want these boomers anymore. You want accuracy from the kicker. And I'm just thinking about the different kinds of players on the kickoff we're going to see in the XFL compared to any other league. You're going to have to see the kicker's different. You're going to, he's going to be an accurate guy, someone who could place it in that sweet spot. And then also, you're, what kind of players do you want up front with that five-yard gap? Do you, want, do you want DBs, Vince? Do you want linebackers-type bodies there? maybe but you you might have to put your best players out on this play because there's going to be a lot of, a lot of yards to ha- have there from that returner cuz they're going to have a lot of room to make some moves
4: yeah and, and you think you're only 5 yards uh away uh from the from the blockers uh on on your return unit so you got to have somebody that's going to be able to get off a block be, because somebody could come up and and hit him pretty quickly. It's not like you're running down the field and have a chance to you know really maneuver around somebody. Uh, so that, that that I think is going to be the biggest thing, being able to get off get off a of block. But you got to also have a lot of
1: quickness there yeah, too. It's almost like it's almost like it's a, a a a good blitzer might be good on on these kickoffs uh, for, on the kickoff team. Because coming from five yards out, that's a lot like what a DB or a linebacker is doing when they're rushing the quarterback. You're coming from a further distance at a blocker as opposed to, you know, a D lineman who's right there hand-to-hand combat. So maybe those style of players are going to work here. Uh, Guys who could could do that kind of blitzing uh, might work here on the kickoff teams, I'm thinking, in terms of the body types and the skill set.
2: I'm intrigued on the receiving team. Who you're going to put on that? Do you put on you know some slim offensive linemen? You have some tight ends, maybe uh, some quick moving people who are used to blocking. I expect to see some some pulling blockers. They're 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 going to come over. and They're going to take out a a a, a, a kicking a defender, I guess you can call it. And this is going to get interesting. There's going to be plays. These are just going to be uh, you know ten men coming together uh, at the you know thirty. Two and a half yard line. It's it's going to be uh, there's going to be some strategy involved in all this. I see stunting. I see pulling almost like a pulling guard on a on a on a on an outside run. One yeah, concern. I never really...
1: Sorry, one concern, Vince is holding. I think when you have that that distance, the five yard distance, and guys don't want to. I don't know if you're going to run back and and then try to get the block, or if you're going to go forward at the guy. But I could see I, I have a concern about some holding penalties might be might get called on these kickoffs. Even still, we see a lot of them now, but that's another thing you're trying to eliminate.
4: Yeah, that that's holding, you know, blindside blocks, uh, you know, things of that nature yeah, that I, I could definitely see that. Uh, but I, like, I I didn't really think about what Bryant said. And I really like it, you know, that there, there's going to be design plays uh, for, for this thing or, or elaborate design plays, I should say. Um, and, and that's good. Uh, it's what what Jake was talking about. Less stall more ball. You know, there, there is, you know, a, as exciting as it is to be at, at an opening kickoff for a big game, uh, a little bit of the air does get let out of the balloon a, as soon as that ball goes into
1: the end zone and we got to wait, to, you know, because nothing happened. Another thing here, Jake, I wanted to get your opinion. What do you think of this? Dean Blandino said that in, you know, the, the rule is it has the boss to be caught or on the ground for three seconds before everyone could start running and all the chaos can ensue on the kickoff. And so there will be two refs, one facing the kickoff team, one facing the return team. so those players can see get the signal when it's cool to go. Uh, There's going to be two refs, and they're going to basically be counting like NBA refs count for a backcourt with their arms, and they also said there might be an audible signal as well to let the players know that the ball's been caught or it's been on the ground for a while. Um, What do you think of that? I think that's awesome, and I definitely am hoping for an audible
3: signal. I hope it works out uh, as well as they think they do. That's definitely something whenever I heard about this rule this morning because clearly the kicking team – I would think ha- would have an advantage because you're looking, you know, right at the receiver. That's going to catch the ball. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're the coverage team, it's almost like you're waiting for the snap, but uh, you know, you, you can't see it, but yeah, if there's going to be some type of count or something, that's definitely going to help them out. I, you know, I, you just have to, it, it has to be fair. And I I hope that's a good solution for it, I, but I do need to see it in, in action. Jake, I'm
2: not going to ask you this question today. Cause I want to save it for Sunday. But I want to know because you have always and I and I don't make me go back because I will pull the audio that you said what more can you do with a the kickoff? There's not much more you can do. <laughs> kickoff is a kickoff. So I want you to do your homework, well, make I'll, sure I'll that wait till is, I'll wait till Sunday then. Wait till Sunday. But I just want to ask you that question is if if it's actually worth what they're doing. That's kind of the question I want to ask you for second. Okay. All
1: right. Well, I also want to add that if they have this audible signal to you know let everyone know that the ball's been caught or down for three seconds. I, I hope it's team specific in each stadium, Vince. Like the Vipers, it's just a loud hiss on the, or and and the Defenders have a big cannon, something like that. A different audible. A roar, a roar in, in in L.A. Yeah, screech for the Battle Hawks. Uh, and and that and that new and, and that new rap hit that came out in Seattle for the Dragons. <laughs> well, that that could be
4: tough to do, especially for the Defenders, because you know cannons. You know, unless you really time that wick burning perfectly yeah you know, you're right those, hard, things they're, they're, they're those things exactly are not winning. very
1: reliable onside, <laughs> right. ki- onside kicks also will be in the xfl but a team has to notify the officials before they attempt to so there won't be any surprise onside kicks vince what do you think about the element of surprise being taken away here for the onsides uh <sighs>
4: I mean that's something it happens so rarely, but you know I mean maybe we're gonna we're gonna be talking about it a little bit uh uh further um and maybe not necessarily today, but on our uh, show this coming weekend about the uh, the closing time rules and uh, how quickly you could be able to get the ball back. Uh, So uh, from that standpoint, you know maybe onside kick isn't really that necessary. You talking about the
1: comeback period? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be getting into the comeback period a whole lot this weekend. Kickoff though, that's it. It's got uh, you know, it's got a pretty big section on the web page, on the rules page. So read it thoroughly. Uh, we went over the key points here. Overall though, initial reaction, Bryant. Do you like it?
2: Yeah, I think it's it's. What I like the most about it is it's what we expected based on what we've heard and what we've seen, but it's also kind of different. There were some nuances in there that they really took care of, like that you know making sure that they get into that little window of the twenty yards for the kickoff. So I like it. I'm, I'm excited to see it. I think a lot can be done with it.
1: Yeah, I th- I like it because of uh, the the pinpoint accuracy a kicker has to have, and you brought it up, Bryant. The the scheming that might go into a kickoff now it's more, it takes more thought. I can't wait to see what kind of – it's almost like coming up with blitzes for the kickoff team. How are you going to get around these these blockers and go after this elusive guy who's going to be returning the ball? What about you, Vince? Do you like the kickoff rule overall, initial reaction? Yes, I do. Uh,
4: yeah, I absolutely. Uh, and th- this is kind of my theme with a lot of these rules here is that I, I really like it. It's something different. I think it's something that could make the game better. Uh, but with all of them, you know, I, I want, I can't wait to see it in the action. You know, I, I got oh. a vision for what it's going to look picturing like. Them.
1: Yeah, but I, I, know.
4: I, I got a vision for what it's going to look like, but I can't wait to see how it actually plays out. Uh, but, you know, overall, and, and you know, I'm, I'll say this for all these, you, I'm not looking at any of these and saying, oh my God, this is stupid. I can't believe they're doing this. This is a gimmick. That'd I don't feel ignorant. that way about any of these things. I think, I think they're, they're right on track.
1: Yeah, that'd be ignorant. A lot of research has gone into this. Uh, You could have your doubts if you try to picture it and say you just don't see it, and I would understand that. I picture these kickoffs, and I picture them a lot of them being exciting this coming season. What about you, Jake? Do you think that's just too much to to grasp? Is it simple enough? What do you think of the kickoff? I
3: I think it's going to look very odd on television whenever you see 95% on the receiving side of, of the field. But all that really matters, at least uh, in my book, is that kickoffs are going to be back. Yeah,
1: and kick returns are, too. Yeah, Start, yeah kick returns. Starting, or this is what I want everybody to think about for this weekend when we do the big show. Starting field positions, knowing what we know about the kickoffs and the punts, what do you think the average will be about in the XFL? At XFL Show on Twitter, and let us know what you think. Uh, and we're going to come up with our own ideas of starting field positions because uh, I think people might defer on that. Obviously, some people think I've already been looking on social media that a lot of these rules, especially that, is going to slant towards offense having good field position. Just see how good it will be. Uh, you got to score though. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter where you start. It matters scoring, and then also. PATs in this league are going to be off the chain let me just say it point after touchdowns no kicking this is the XFL PAT
0: this is the XFL point after touchdown this is about raising the stakes and stepping up the strategy in the XFL the scoring team has three different point after touchdown options and none of them involve a kicker the first option is is an offensive play from the two yard line worth one point. The second is a play from the five yard line worth two points. And the third is an aggressive play from the 10 that earns three points. The scoring team's offense only gets one chance to convert whatever option they choose. And if they fail to convert, they get nothing. And the defense can score, too. If they get a turnover and return it to the opposite end zone, they get the same amount of points the offense was attempting. That's free, baby! That's free! So now there are more chances for teams to come back, and no lead is ever really safe. This is for the love of football. This is the XFL.
1: Nine-point game's a one-score game, Vince.
0: Yeah. How
4: about that?
1: Uh, <laughs>
4: uh, I I like I like this. Uh, it's interesting. Like you said, you know, you'll be able to get back into the game at the end a little bit faster if you're done. Uh, you know, what was a a, a two score game is now a one score game. Uh, it, I, I don't expect to see that three point play a ton, uh, but those one and two point plays, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You know what teams uh, opt to do more often than not. I, you know, five yards isn't getting to the point where I think it's too far away that I I think there's going to be a lot of people going for two a lot. Ooh, I think the
1: opposite. You think no, there's okay. not going to be a lot of two or three point attempts, Bryant?
2: I think that I think it's all going to be one point attempts unless you have to go for two to to catch up or something like that. But I don't see people going out there for two in a, you know, if the score is 7-7 seven, seven and you would score a touchdown, I don't see anybody going out there for two.
1: You know what's great about this?
2: <laughs> I think about it, if they miss it, then that means that your opponent just has to score a touchdown and do the one-point conversion. It's it's very similar, I think, to going for two or not in the NFL in the sense that what you do is going to control what your opponents do. So if you go for two and miss it, and now you're only up six, you made it easier for your other for the other team to just take the lead. Yeah, I think Why it's make gonna, it harder on yourself can I make think, it harder on
1: others. I do think that's how these coaches will approach it, though, Brian, that you're right. They're going to react and see what, you know, the, it's going to be situation-based. But that's what I love about this is that nowadays in all the other leagues, there's analytics backing up what to do. All oh, the percentages say to do this, but this is year one. There's nothing that tells you what you should really do here on a, on a – xfl pat so it's going to be interesting well, to see what people do i honestly can't believe they went with this rule but i'm so excited for it because extra points are lame There's the, in the in the nfl and college who wants to see that anymore i mean when someone misses it it's heartbreaking or great or silly but this is now an exciting play each and every single time a touchdown scored and then you get an exciting play right after that's just more bang for your buck as a football fan
0: yeah,
4: and there, there's and what's great about it, and this is what what makes football the number one sport in this uh, in this country, is that it's going to draw upon a ton of second guessing. It's like, oh my god, they should have went for. They could have went for. They got the one point so easy. They should have just went for two. Or why'd they go for two? They should have just settled for one. Uh, I, I can't. I can't wait to see all that, uh, Brian. I, I, you think a lot of people going to play a conservative? I tell you something right now. June Jones and, and Hal mummy, <laughs> Those guys are, are going for at least two every time. Maybe even three. They're going to run a five yard, a five yard vertical
3: down the
2: down <laughs> to the end zone. Come on,
3: Vince. Can you imagine that? You know, around the water cooler. Monday morning, people are going to, you know, the phrase, I, you know, I can't believe they went for three. That's just <laughs> going to be
1: irregular.
3: regular yeah. now.
1: Oh my goodness. Get it up on XFL shop right now. They went for three question mark, exclamation point. I mean, it's, it's the best. It's the new, it's the new catchphrase for the XFL. I can't believe they went for three uh i cannot i like i said jake i can't believe they went with this rule this is maybe the gutsiest of the of the rules i, I think in terms of putting it out there and being why different. so because that is such a traditional thing The kick the point after yeah
4: but it's it's not
1: and you know, it's, and, and, it's and, yes, and it affects the game but, but it's to not... boot vince the three-point play is really brash that's the most brash thing i think in this rule book
4: that's true, but you know, if if you're you know if you're watching the game, you, you, I don't think anybody's going to see this and say, you know, oh my god, oh my god, you know, this is you know, this is that crazy. I like I I don't I don't think people are going to be saying that. I think people will be very intrigued by. Yeah, no, it's oh, they different, will. But, but yeah, but it, you know, it, and yeah, yes, it's going to affect strategy a ton, no doubt about that. But as far as how the games played, I don't think it's going to affect it at all.
1: No, I I I think there, you know, the the curmudgeons out there, people who fear change, will uh, maybe poo poo <laughs> this. I I love it, but i have just this is this is one of those things that's really it's very visible how different this is. Jake, a three point play. I I don't I, I think in the past my, Brian's memory is way better than mine, but I I think you've you've tilted your head at the three point play before. What do you he think? You said now it was a that, gimmick. Now yeah,
3: yeah, verbatim. And while I like most of what they said today, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to change my mind. I, I, I don't prefer this. Uh, I like the one and two. I, I'm fine with that. Honestly, I don't mind if, if you would kick uh, for one. But, the, you know, the th- the three points for me, it's just it's too different for my mind to grasp right now. You know, m- maybe ask me in a couple of years.
1: I just can't wait until a team goes up by one and then they and it's the end of the game and then they go for 3 to make it to have more than a field goal lead and then on the extra point it's a strip sack and the defense scores and they win and get the 3 points that's what yeah, I can't many, wait for
3: how many times this season do you think that the defense is going to <laughs> uh you know score
1: I, I'm gonna call. This, very it's gonna be very rare. I'll I'll probably vote. I'll probably bet zero. But the defense can score on these point after touchdowns. One, two, three points, and it is uh, it's awesome. I'm I'm so excited for it. Um, you, Oliver Luck said that it, going into it with the research the league did that fans seem most interested on at in this rule based on the feedback, uh, but uh, looking at the reaction on. Twitter, at least today, in my own observations, I saw more people talking about the overtime rule that we're going to get into, but this one stands out a lot to me. I'm I'm pumped for the three-point play. Which coach, Vince, do you think goes for it the most, the three-point play? June Jones? Oh, yeah, easily.
4: Who goes You're for right? it the
1: least? I'd say Moss, the defensive guy, right? No, no, I would say. You know him personally. I would, say, I would say Stoops. No, but he has mummy. He's got mummy. in He's so in his confident
4: head. that he's yeah. going to be able to get it that that's that's not. <laughs>
2: I well, just don't see it happening, honestly. If if teams go for this more than
4: once a game total, nah, I would be. Uh, uh, oh, no, they're, I, not, th- they're not th- going to do that. The three I'll, point I'll... play not very often, but the two point play I think is going to be much more
1: often than you think. We'll, we'll have to see the analytics the data's have going to have to be collected and then we'll see what the right thing to do is probably after a few weeks maybe it might have to take the whole year to really have that trustworthy data uh i can't wait to see what kind of concoctions june jones how mummy and the offenses in the xfl have uh regarding the the, the next thing we're going to talk about which is the xfl's Double forward pass, which we've heard a lot about, and now seeing it visualized on on the rules page with X's and O's seems super interesting and really baffling if you're a fantasy football player. This is the XFL double forward pass.
0: This is the XFL double forward pass. This is about offensive creativity. Typically in football, only one forward pass is allowed. So if you want to try one of those tricky double passes, that first pass has to be a lateral. And those are risky. Not in the XFL. In our game, two forward passes are allowed as long as the ball doesn't cross the line of scrimmage until that second pass. So the game speeds up and the playbook opens wide up, creating exciting and unique opportunities for dual threat players. This is for the love of football. This is the XFL.
1: I'm just going to call this the Keenan Reynolds rule. (laughs) Do you think it was built for him? It is a rule made for players like that. Dual threats. Dean Blandino said it there, Brian. Well, I mean, it's true. I think
2: it's going to bring an aspect to the game that we've – Really, never seen it when I was at the Wildcats minicamp in Vegas. I saw them practicing certain plays for this, uh, you know, and, and, and to not see the ball go backwards the first time and then go forward the second time was kind of interesting, very different uh, to the eye. Uh, I will say this I, I've, I've spoken with some people, and in, in, in a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, if it's incomplete, it doesn't become a live ball. So that's kind of some clarity I wanted to put out there uh, that that is a
3: dead ball, incomplete pass. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean that may, that makes sense because you wouldn't even know if it if there was going to be a second pass after that.
2: Yeah, I just know that there was some speculation if if all balls behind the line of scrimmage would be live. Uh, it's still the same rule in terms of if it's a backwards pass, it's considered a lateral, so that is a live ball. But all forward passes are incomplete if they're not caught.
3: Now, does anybody think
2: this
1: is going to be utilized a lot? Ooh, if, I mean, I think less. I mean, you say wait. It sounds, I'm gonna say less than the uh three point play, I would say. I, I can't wait to see the first team to do it. I I I feel like week one, some team's gonna do it just because it, it's it's week one. Let's try it out. But it seems it seems pretty risky, doesn't it, Jake? Like that I don't know.
3: I, I think so. I, I don't think you're gonna see this utilized a lot. Plus you know, if you're throwing a forward pass between the line of scrimmage I you know, I don't know. You know, it's it's like whenever somebody tries to pull a flea flicker, you know, you, you got to sell it. You got to get separation between the, I guess that that would be the third man who's going to touch the ball, the the second guy to catch the pass. Uh, so you know, if you're throwing it behind the line of scrimmage, you, you still got traffic around you. I don't know if there's time to let that play develop and somebody to get open. So I I don't think you're going to see it uh, that often utilized. But I think you're thinking of it as a. As
2: a big time play, like this is going to be a I, you know, yes, wide receiver down the field. What if you can gain five yards on a double forward pass? Does that become an effective play that you can run more often than
3: just it being I mean, a 40 yard could, vertical gain? Could you like throw it out to the receiver and then he shovel passes it forward to somebody exactly? With would that would five that yard gain, I guess.
2: You, it, it you just think about like where you can use it.
3: It's, it's not just a vertical play to get 40 yards down the field. It's to just move the ball forward. It just seems like there's a lot that has to go perfect there. That's before
4: You're making it sound like a real complicated and elaborate, risky way to gain five yards. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean. It, it, Yeah, it opens up a lot more things. And and I know Dean Blandino was on that video, and this was probably my favorite one in terms of the visuals. Um, (laughs) So I encourage everybody to to go to xfl.com slash rules and take a look at this one. Um, But he he states, uh, yes, it is risky doing a lateral, you know, uh, behind the line of scrimmage and then throwing a, a deep pass. This seems just as risky to me. I except yeah you you could you could count on maybe an incomplete pass I suppose um to help you out if the that first person doesn't catch it but I I don't know it doesn't I, maybe I'm being naive here but I I don't see this uh coming into play a ton you know maybe once or twice a game but certainly not very often
1: well we'll we'll see cuz we're not offensive geniuses like uh how no, Mon- mommy honest. or mark Tressman You know, these guys are going to be able to come up with something and utilize this rule, I am sure. I don't know how much. Um, Emphasize also that the second passer is the the person that gets the stats on this play. So if you're playing XFL fantasy eventually, just know that, that the the quarterback's just going to get treated like the lateral person on this. The second passer gets the stats, Bryant. You got to be aware of that. So when you're drafting it for your fantasy league, maybe pick a receiver who could throw or a running back
2: <laughs> You get those extra the extra points i guess there it, it, fantasy wise i guess it opens up a lot of uh, opportunities for some extra points there as well i, I think I, I like the rule I, I just i don't know like kind of like the three-point play i don't know how much it's going to be used i do think though that if houston gets the ball week one i'm sorry if yeah, Houston goes to D.C. No, Houston and L.A. If
1: if June Jones gets the ball week one, his first play from scrimmage is going to be a double forward pass. <laughs> I hope, hopefully, with a, a a tackle playing tight end throwing it too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be a stat column for uh, for an
1: assist now. Uh, oh, oh, for the quarterback who laterals it? Oh, man, yeah. that would be good fantasy. Oh, wow. That's why I said it's pretty interesting fantasy-wise. Also, uh, only two. It is a double, not a triple, a double forward pass. The third pass, if it happened, would be illegal. It would be an illegal forward pass. So uh, that is the the double forward pass rule, which I just, I, like Vince said, it was just seeing the X's and O's, I mean, kind of, Made it a little bit more clear to me, but I still need to visualize this on a field to really grasp the double forward pass.
4: Yeah, I mean, I could see it. It just seems like something that's
3: yeah, just not going to be executed. All that, all Is that. Is it much, just like, more like unnecessary work? You think? I'm not saying it's unnecessary
4: work, but I, I just don't think it's different than other similar trick plays in other football leagues. Well,
1: well. I'm going to say week one, we're going to get one. I don't know who, but we're going to oh, get at oh, least one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's go to our next our next rule here we're going to spotlight, and that is the another kicking rule. The punt game in the XFL is also, just like the kickoff, uh, very different, but I think opened up for a lot of exciting plays. This is the XFL punt.
0: This is the XFL punt. This is about coaches thinking twice about punting or going for it on fourth down. In the XFL, if a punt goes into the end zone, the receiving team gets the ball on their 35. And forget about coffin corner kicks. Punts that travel out of bounds are placed at 35-2 or where the ball left the field. Whichever is better for the receiving team. Plus, the punting team can't cross the line of scrimmage until the ball is kicked. So the receiving team is less likely to call for a fair catch and more likely to return it. We're making the punt more about coaches going for it on fourth down. So get ready to get loud, because a crazy return or fourth down conversion could be coming up. This is for the love of football. This is the XFL.
1: So, the CFL has three downs. The XFL looked at the CFL rulebook, as Oliver Luck said earlier today, and they said, yeah, how about we have four downs where teams really just want to go for it on fourth down two and not punt? Because that's basically what this rule is asking coaches to do. And like, like I said earlier, more bang for your buck, more football, more big plays.
3: Well, I mean, that's what the video is saying exactly. We want people to go for it on fourth down again a- another case of more ball
1: here yes this is a more ball rule i we could cat maybe the i hope the rule book when it comes out officially jake it's categorized into less stall rules more ball rules that's how i'm mentally doing it right now yeah, it helps <laughs> it helps J- jake are you still with all
2: these kicking changes and all these uh, you know now with the punt specifically are you still you know for paying
3: the kickers less I don't think I've ever been for a pain to kick. Oh my god, don't Have make I?
2: me go back in the tapes. Oh, sir. I don't know
3: about that one. Oh man.
1: Bryant's like an, an same elephant, same. Jake, he's long, Jake. He's got a just, long same. long, long memory. He'll he'll remember everything <laughs> you say. Uh Vince, what what do you think of this this setup though, when actual punts do happen? It opens it up, I think, for some huge plays. It's gonna be tough to defend. Yeah, I d I don't know how. I don't know how
4: you're going to defend this. I mean, essentially, you know, there's no, I mean, you could set up such a good return because you have to wait until the ball was kicked, uh, before you can move down the field. You know, if you're, if you're defenders, you know, you could just run back right up. I suppose there could be a fake punt. Uh, so you would have to leave, uh, some, some guys down there. Uh, but I think this is going to help a lot. Uh, with um, with as far as you know, setting up a return, and even then, uh, if you got to wait to pursue the ball carrier until the ball's kicked, uh, he's going to be able to catch the ball and, and gain a few yards before you get down there. Phew. So it's certainly <laughs> it, doesn't. It certainly, it's certainly going to set up a, a, some big returns. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, you I can't get big, down there until he catches it. That's like a thirty yard window. What's it? What is? It? No, nah, just nah, until the ball that's is not kicked. It, I don't think if punting team cannot pass line of scrimmage till ball ball is kicked. kicked. Excuse me, you're right. Ooh, okay. Whew. I, I yeah, go back to that for yeah, that the Yeah, the
1: kickoff. Remember, remember <laughs> that also. That'll help you. On the kickoff, it's when the ball's caught. On the punt, it's when the ball's kicked. But still, that how does how that gonna help me
2: remember that? I don't... Punt when it's what, kicked. Nursery kickoff,
1: kickoff when it's caught. Kickoff when it's caught, a little race. That's what I will be saying in five weeks to my little
2: one. When remember when kickoffs are received, and is a, like a lullaby? I don't know what's going on there. I, I think it's going to encourage uh, teams to go for it for sure. I think this one has the most impact in terms of uh, regular. Like this, will see in effect more so with the intention that the XFL put in place, right? So the intention of the XFL on this play is to encourage teams to go for it on fourth down and I think this rule we're going to see more than than the three-point attempts than the double forward passes we're going to see coaches go for it more on fourth down because of this rule
3: yeah I'll agree with that but it's still going to be based on field position I think you know
1: if you've got it on your own 30 you're still kicking this thing away and, and again another play uh where I looked at it and I said well you would need different kind of players. On this kind of punt than you need in the traditional punts, your kicker coffin corner doesn't matter. You need a guy who, I guess, I guess, could kick it really high and straight, Vince. And you don't, you don't need, you don't need him to be accurate to the corners. This touchback rule is pretty uh, debilitating if you're going to give give it up on the 35 yard line. Nobody wants to do that. Again, field position. Or do we see that maybe these punts are so explosive that teams say, screw it, I'm just gonna give it to them on the 35? Uh that, that could be that could be something that happens. Uh
4: I I was thinking you might see some rugby style kickers um who you know could you know still keep it you know, in bounds, but, you know, have it kind of roll on the ground a little bit and make it difficult for the guy to field uh, because it's whenever the ball is kicked. So, you know, if they could kick it, you know, even if it doesn't have a ton of hang time and it's bouncing around uh,
3: that gives your, your, your players maybe an extra second to get down the field. So you're saying have the ball hit the ground before uh, the punt returner can get to it in hopes that it bounces around. That's, that's one strategy.
2: Oh, hang time will be another one right if you can kick that ball high up into the air and give your uh coverage team some some time to get down there and actually you know create a circle around that guy then hopefully that'll well
4: well that's that's true in 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 all forms of football you want to do that uh it's just simple physics though that you know the higher you kick that ball uh if you're projecting it with the same force it's it's not going to land nearly as far because you, your your fee angle is going to be much higher uh yeah. so uh, that I, i'm in that case you'd be giving up a big return anyway so i i don't know exactly how this is going it, to it's going to be very interesting to see there's tons of different strategies i might be with Allen here and you just say hey i'm going to give him the ball on the 35 yard.
1: Uh, also, a major touchback. Yes, major touchback. Also on uh, this this punt rule. Just know there's no five yard halo rule, and there are fair catches allowed. But wh- why would you why would you ever fair catch this punt? You're gonna, you know, you should have a ton yeah, of room. Unless, yeah,
3: unless you can kick it really really high,
1: <laughs> yeah. you're, you're probably not going to fair catch this thing. Uh, and also, normal uh, down rules. Uh, the ball will be dead at the spot if the if the punting team. Uh, touches it where it's laying. So, um, yeah, another another tweak that sh- I'm, I could picture being pretty explosive if coaches even dare to do it. Because I don't know what's the threshold. Then where if you're on your own thirty-five, I th- I could see teams going for it maybe in this league. We'll we'll discuss oh, that in more. Di- so. We'll discuss on that your own thirty-five. Maybe depending on look at we're, average field position. And the XFL will be different. Co- coaches
4: need to be going for it more in all forms of football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and, and and this is may, maybe going to bring that out of them. But there's some of these coaches in this league I know aren't afraid of it. So, and I can't, can't wait to see that.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about the the going for it or not uh, on this weekend show. That that's definitely something that's going to be debated again. Like that, they went for three. Uh, can you believe how many times they went for it? Last weekend, I could definitely see that happening as well. Here we go to the last rule that we're going to dive into that was highlighted by Dean Blandino. It's the overtime rule, and uh, it's a good old-fashioned shootout in the XFL if you go to OT. It is the XFL's overtime.
0: This is the XFL Overtime. This is about edge of your seat, game-ending action. There's no coin toss, no one possession wins, and no ties. Instead, XFL Overtime is a shootout, so the best players on both sides always determine who wins the game. Each offense gets up to five one-play possessions to score from the five-yard line. Teams get two points for each successful conversion. Teams alternate plays until one team is mathematically eliminated. The defense can't score, but if they make a stop or create a turnover, the play is dead. The team with the most points after the five round shootout wins. If it's tied after five rounds, then things go to single rounds until one team scores and the other doesn't. Because this is winner-take-all kind of football. This is for the love of football. This is the XFL.
1: Bryant, who is going to be the XFL's TJ Oshie? In the shootout, (laughs) who is going to be money, in the five rounds of doom in XFL overtime. Cardell Jones. (laughs) You you might be right. I like it. I I, I, I like a player like that. Uh, I I don't know. This is something that we learned about. I can't even remember how long ago we've known about this concept for a while. I think Doug Whaley brought it up to us, right? Bryant. When we first interviewed him way back and April, I want to say, I never thought of this ever in, in terms of football, in my life and he brought that to our to the show and blew my mind and seeing it as the official overtime rule I couldn't be happier because I've I've wanted to see this in action since Doug Whaley brought it up and we're going to well hopefully we're going to get to see it how many overtimes will there even be in the XFL this year that's another question hopefully a lot that's what I'm saying
2: well, with the awkward scoring that's going to happen with all the PATs, I assume that it's not going to be many. We only saw one in the original instance of the XFL in 2001, only one in the uh, XFL – I'm sorry, in the AAF this past year. So uh, I don't see it happening too often. There is still some debate on whether or not they are going to have the two ends of the football field going at the same time because uh, you talk about the ball spotter having to run. I mean, come on. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty long waste for them to go spot a, a ball on the other side. But uh, regardless – uh, that's still up for debate. I, I like the rule. I think it, it 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 gives some excitement to overtime. Overtime's exciting anyway, so I don't want to say that the any overtime isn't exciting, but it does fix a, a few flaws in the sense that both teams get to decide it with their best players.
1: Oh, no. NFL overtime is not exciting. It's infuriating because you're just sitting there the very first possession saying, oh, I hope this team doesn't score a touchdown unless it's yours because then you don't even get to see the other team with the ball. This is going to be amazing especially if they do the the split on each end which i really hope they do four officials on each side i think would be really cool uh, it would look great on tv jake which you always bring up um and it it won't take long either you bang 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 you just run these plays real quick oliver luck said you know it should take about 7 to 10 minutes for an xfl overtime and that'll be action packed big plays back and forth a- and with a full regulation they said simulated around You know, coming in average two hours and forty-five minutes, you're still under the three-hour mark. This overtime, if it happens at all this season, I think will be talked about endlessly. And on social media, it seems to be the most popular rule out there today. Well, you've looked; it's it's been utilized in other sports for
3: many years, and it's worked there. So why not try it in this discipline? Uh, You're right. The graphic didn't really specify if you're going to have both ends of the field out there. Again, if you're going for less stall, that's the way to do it though. But who knows if we're ever going to, uh, you know, if we're ever going to see this in a game this year?
1: Well, Vince, let me posit this to you, good sir. I think actually, Jake just said we've seen other sports utilize this concept. It actually makes the most sense for football, more so than hockey or soccer because you're still playing the game that you've played the entire length of regulation. In this style of overtime, in in football, it's still everybody lining up there and running a play. In hockey, it's a one-on-one that that hasn't been happening all game. Same with soccer, it's a PK. That's way different from the actual regulation sport you were playing. This concept, I think, blends better into the regulation side and, and makes sense for football, and I'm so excited to see it happen, hopefully once a week. No doubt about it, Alan. I'll tell you something right now. This is this
4: is one of my favorites. Uh, even if we don't get to see it very much, even though it do, if it doesn't really affect how the game's played, I think that this is excellent. Um, you know, college overtime, uh, you know, very excited with both teams getting a shot and going back and forth. Uh, but you know, too often that are not, you know, that's you know, uh that could get drawn out or or you know, ended by, you know, field goals or, you know, uh, other kind of nonsense. Uh, here, you know, it's going to be fast-paced. It's going to be, a, you, know, a, 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 you know, a potentially game-winning or game-losing two-point conversion every single time. Uh, this is I, – I just can't wait to see one of these. I mean, it is going to be, you know, you know on the edge of your seat uh, the entire, you know, possibly ten attempts the the betters
2: are going to have heart attacks during these overtimes because imagine the spread is like three and a half and and you go up and you win the shootout four to two that's four points i mean four attempts to two attempts that's four points that you know all of a sudden you you as a better you were sitting pretty and now you're not there's a lot of aspects i think now is is that
4: how it's
1: gonna go down in the rule book though uh, yes, yeah, two yes. points. Two points, okay, yeah, just two the points same as regulation. Five-yard line is a two-pointer in regulation. Five-yarder in overtime is a two-pointer. And, oh, my God, Bryant, you just sparked something in my head. Uh, you talk about gambling aspects. I mean, imagine if we go to overtime. You, you could bet on, you know, you could in baseball you could bet per pitch. Betting per attempt in an XFL <laughs> shootout overtime would be amazing every single attempt. And hopefully it goes more than 10 Vince into the single rounds after five. It's still tied. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to
4: talk with some bookmakers on how, uh, you know, the um you know, how these scores are going to go down here because like in hockey or soccer, I believe it's just one point a- awarded to the winning team. Uh, for as far as the final score goes, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, on so me.
2: hockey, you would get one goal. So if it was three-three, yeah. three, you would win four-three. But in, in the yeah. XFL, you would get two points yeah. for every
4: corrected it, it, for very every, int- every attempt. Yeah, it's very interesting. there. You could push the total up on on, on over unders. Yeah, you could push the total up. You know, you know, possibly you know ten points or so. I mean, it, it, it's crazy to think about.
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't know how exactly this is going to be handicapped or what aspects you're going to be able to gamble on, all you know, across any casino uh, or, or bookmaker. Uh, but with these rules, they open themselves up for a lot of fun, I think, in terms of uh, gambling. And we'll see how uh, it gets handicapped, Vince. But I mean, if you if everything in the XFL, just like the NFL, was you know bettable. This could be like the most fun type of game ever to bet on. There's so many different uh, aspects of it that you could that you could wager on that would be a lot of fun, uh, this shootout especially, this overtime rule. Um, and I, I just – I'm a, I'm really going to be an advocate for that split. I want to see everybody on the field at the end of the game. We'll, we'll go into that deeper yes. this yes. weekend. But I'm really hoping that's what they go with. Oliver Luck said that's going to be decided over the next couple of weeks before the season starts. And uh, that does it for those main rules. You can check out all those videos that we played and and reacted to on XFL. What is that? What's your homepage again, Vince? XFL.com slash rules. Yes, go check that out. And also, uh, Jake, I want to ask you real quick some other rules of note we're going to dive deeper into, of course, this weekend. But the PI you brought up last week on the show, um, it's going to be like the NFL spot foul, uh, but it has to be egregious to be called and uh, if missed if it's an egregious miss too, the replay official could overturn it but it is not a reviewable play what's your instant reaction to that well you're saying
3: it's not reviewable but if it's egregious it can be reviewed is that correct
1: yes so if it's a totally heinous miss the the replay fairy can say hey hey no no fix that
3: yeah that sounds fine Uh, I, I still
1: wish it was just a flat
3: yardage though
1: I was hoping for that too. Spot foul. Yeah, that's interesting. I want to know more about why. Uh, I don't really hear any. Did you hear anything today, Brian, about exactly the reasoning behind the PI? So was that
2: during the AMA? Because I didn't hear it during the uh, conference call.
1: Uh, During the AMA, uh, Dean Blandino said, quote, our pass interference rules are the same as the NFL. We don't want to be overly technical in pass interference or any of our rules. But it's important that we don't allow defenders to be overly aggressive and get away with holding and P.I. That said, we won't allow receivers to push off. Looking at you, Kyle Rudolph and block downfield. Either hand fighting will be legal. I think that's the best part about it. Vince hand fighting in the XFL. (laughs)
4: Yeah, Rudolph. Yeah, I mean, th- there's hand fighting all the time uh, in the NFL, and it's seen, it's just very inconsistent. Yeah, Mason Rudolph
2: and Miles Garrett, right?
4: That was, uh, that, that <laughs> that was, was uh, only one of them was using a hand. That, that was, was helmet the <laughs> helmet the head fighting yeah. uh, in, in that one. Uh, but you know, Alan talked about it. You know that that Kyle Rudolph play uh, this past Sunday. I mean, you know, looked like some pass interference to me, uh, but. Push. Th- th- those are dealing with more complicated rules. Push. And, uh, and I'm hoping you know these XFL rules here, you know, they're gonna allow this kind of stuff. It's gotta be overly egregious. I'm I'm very interested to see how it's called. You know that this one is definitely gonna be under the microscope.
1: And, and speaking of complicated, uh Vince, you know what what you know what numbers really complicated to me? Two. Two is a complicated number. One is so much easier to understand. And thank goodness the XFL is going with one foot in bounds for a catch college style control one foot or body part in and, you know, time to make a football move and you're you're good to go so much easier. I saw Sam Schwarzstein tweet out that the other reason too for the
2: one foot is that it allows a football player to brace himself with his other leg rather than having to put two down and then fall to the ground, not being able to brace himself so much. So it's a safety issue as well. Um, Alan, to allude to your question real quick from earlier as to why I think they continued with the spot foul, I think the XFL wants to look like the NFL in the sense the way certain things are handled, right? More people watch the NFL than college football, so make it look like the NFL in that sense. Don't make it a 15-yard penalty. Make it a spot foul. It's what people are used to.
1: Yep. And it also uh, keeps, it keeps the offense flowing and keeps, you know, the defense uh, in check and which a lot of these rules do. And and we're going to have to really monitor that throughout the season. How much of an advantage are these rules uh, for the offense? They seem to be, you know, tilted in the, in their favor, but you know, I think as in any football league, I think by the end of the season, uh, you're going to see these defenses look pretty darn good, even with these rules. So, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Jake, what do you think about the slant towards the offense?
3: Well, I think from what was released today and what was uh, highlighted, it's a definite slant to the offense. I think the defense is going to have to, uh, you know, they're going to have to scheme and figure out ways to almost undercut it, kind of like what we were talking about with the uh, punting. You know, it might just be better to have them take it at the 35 if they're usually getting it at the uh, 45 or 50. So uh you know it that's just that's just how all sport is is right now you know it's it's offensive because that's what gets the eyes on TV and that's what gets the revenue bucks coming in so of course that's what the XFL is to go with but yes uh right now i think it's clearly slanted toward the offense
1: it is uh it is a glorious day for the XFL the rules are out and now fans could just Debate, discuss, react to all these rules. We didn't even get to all of them. The 25-second play clock is something we'll talk about a whole lot this weekend. But, I mean, this was, in terms of excitement and envisioning uh, what's going to happen on February 8th, Brian, I, I haven't had a day where, I mean, I was like closing my eyes and really picturing XFL football being played more so than today. The draft was amazing, getting faces and, and to you know, faces to the league. But today I could see the game being played in my head.
2: That's a that's a, that's a place everyone wants to be in, right? We're getting closer and closer. We're four and a half weeks until uh, kickoff. It's Today football seemed real uh, even more so than yesterday. Uh, Jake, can you say it for me? Because if not, I'm going to say it and I'm going to beat you to it.
3: We are closer than ever
1: to kickoff in February. That's right just a month away, and uh, we appreciate you. Hopefully you stayed up late tonight on Rules Day, and if not, uh, check it out on the podcast feed, this show, this bonus episode. We called it a mini-sode earlier, Bryant, but uh, this wasn't really mini. We we had to get into these rules. Uh, We're going to have another full-length episode this weekend talking about these rules and uh, other news. Landry Jones' injury we'll dive into some more, and uh, everything else going on in training camp. But uh, what a day. And uh, we are also official, an official XFL podcast, Vince. And you could find us everywhere. When people go to XFL.com slash rules, they could also find this show right on XFL.com.
4: Yeah, how about that? Go to XFL.com, all your XFL news, uh, notes, follow
1: the league. And of course, listen to this is the XFL show. We're right there. And of course at xfl show on twitter instagram xfl 2020 as well to follow the league and uh we're super pumped to be a part officially a part of the xfl family and to keep giving you awesome awesome podcasts each and every single week and big shows like this on monumental days like this go read those rules look them over give us your reactions we want to hear from you send us tweets videos Call into the XFL fan line. We got that up and running. Still 724 565 4XFL. Call and leave a comment, get on the show, and let us know what you think of these rules. We're going to sink our teeth into them even deeper this weekend on episode 104. But, Brian, I think that's all we got for this one.
2: Uh, which is plenty. We talked about five rules and we went over uh, our normal time. So, we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about this weekend. So, make sure you catch
3: us. Also, follow us on. On the socials at XFL show. Yep, J- Brian's, we, we were thinking about going for two, but then we decided we just might as well go for three. <laughs>
1: yeah, And then, who knows, this weekend we might go five, six, seven. I don't know. Jake, when that rule book comes out and you read the whole thing uh, on a podcast, tea and honey, it's going to be a long night. Mm, that sounds good. All right, get your vocal cords ready, and we'll see you for episode 104 this weekend. Don't forget, leave and... A review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening to us there. That helps boost the visibility of the show, which gets more people in, interested and in, in aware of the XFL. As we're just kicking off in four and a half weeks until episode 104, though. For Vince, for Jake, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're still listening.